0: Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 256 and it is Tuesday, October 5th, 2021. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's going on, everybody? Yes, we are here. October is here. We are in the swing of things in the fall season. Uh, Carl, how do you feel now that the summer's behind us and the weather's getting a bit colder and rainier? I don't like it. I, like, it.
1: I, I like I likes my warm weather.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean I mean, uh you know, things have you know, things have cooled down considerably. I mean I'm not I'm not a huge fan of all this dreary rainfall that we've had and gray skies, you know. Man, um awesome. You know, it's, it's and unfortunately like my, my office they still have the A C on. Which is weird, so I got to come in wearing a sweater, having having to bundle up. But luckily, uh, they gave they they gave me a space heater, so I'm gonna definitely use that until they have some sense to put out to turn the heat on. Um, but yeah, man, things are things are going pretty cool. Uh, you know, we uh, we have we have a. Another another week of uh, goodness and magic, uh, nerd goodness and whatnot that we're gonna get into. Uh, you know some things, some things we've watched, uh, movies, some games we've been playing, comic books. You know how we do on the Codex Prime podcast. Um, yeah, as Carl is sharing the episode, uh, you know, um, give a
1: shout out to our sponsor.
0: <laughs> let's give a shout out to our non-existent sponsor. <laughs> Uh studio headphones no I am just kidding <laughs> no but uh but I do but speaking of <laughs> but speaking of shout outs uh but speaking of shout outs, I do want to give a shout out to our friend of the show Afton uh you know uh aka the cider hunter uh, we actually got up uh, with another friend of hers uh, uh last weekend We actually went to Leyden Vineyard uh in West Greenwich Rhode Island. We went for a wine tasting Wow.
1: Damn! Yeah. I always wanted to go to one
0: of those. Yeah, it was actually really cool. Um, it's like bring your own snacks, and uh, you know, for you know, they gave her friend uh, bought us tickets, so we had like seven tokens each, and we just like for each token they'll give you like half a cup of of a of a wine that you can sample, mm-hmm. and two cups is like and two tokens gives you a full full glass, and man, man, uh, Layden Vineyard they had some awesome flavors for wine. Like they, I, they had like a peach one. A peach flavored wine, which was so good, which is so delicious that I went and I bought a bottle before I left. Sure is it. Yep. Uh they had this other flavor called Siberian Blue, uh, which was really neat. Um, you know, they, it was it was really cool. Like the it was a, it was a gorgeous day out. Sun was out, it was like almost seventy degrees.
1: It was nice outside
0: yeah so it it was cool, so we got to walk around the vineyard um and also the um dahlia patch, which is like this uh flower garden that they have with some really gorgeous flowers uh yeah man, and then after that we went to um oh gosh, we went to this restaurant um on on in federal hill hanju kitchen yes hon i yes i think i've heard
1: of it before
0: yeah hanju kitchen it's like um it's 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 like it's like at the edge of Federal Hill, like right right near right across from where that church is, like mm-hmm. across okay. yeah across the overpass. And man, they had some excellent food. Like they had, I I had their surf and turf rice bowl, which is like fried shrimp and and beef. I want it, dude. It was so it, it it was like heaven in my mouth, and I loved it. Man, like it was just so good. Um, the surf and turf. They had like these um, pork dumplings, that slathered in like some some sauce. And I I, 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 I think, man, Uh-oh. man, listen. Uh-oh. Where's, the, where, where's, the, where's the napkins? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it it was it, it it was it was quite tasty, and I I, I will definitely go back there at some point because their food was just so good man you know big shout outs to Hanju Kitchen and uh, the Royal Bobcat, which is um, also the name of their bar too. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a great weekend. So uh, thanks to uh, a friend of the show Afton uh, for the lovely weekend and big shout outs to uh, Afton for the lovely t-shirt that I am wearing <laughs> uh, this this weekend. Uh, well, that she actually gave me over the weekend. This is a Victor Vader uh shirt uh that that afton made uh courtesy of her um infamous customs brand so if i turn around you get to see my image yeah. oh, of me <laughs> Oh no!
1: wait wait mike's in the way mike's in the way there we go oh my god that
0: had me dying <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so for our listeners there, um, there's a picture of m- of my face uh, with Darth Vader's helmet in the back of this lovely T-shirt. Um, I will post uh, the pictures on my Instagram uh, as well in my Instagram stories. So yes, thank you, thank you, uh, Afton, uh, for the shirt and for the awesome weekend. Uh, we will definitely get up with some more uh, uh, cider hunts and some awesome restaurants as well. Um, also looking at the comments here, we also have Maximilian Cristobal.
1: Can I interrupt real quick? Go ahead. Big shout outs to Maximilian Cristobal. Um, as y'all know, I think I've mentioned this before, but he runs the, uh, XVPW Efed uh, Federation. And, mm. uh, I have my debut match this week. Oh yes, yeah, Do tell. And, um, it was up against, uh, <laughs> It was up against Kurt Brooks, and it was a mighty fine cause. He was a well for... He, he was a worthy opponent, I must say. Okay. The match is on YouTube. Actually, the match is actually on our uh, Codex Prime Facebook, uh, Facebook page, so please be sure to click the link. He pretty much spoiled it in the comments. I won <laughs> my debut match.
0: Awesome. Okay.
1: All right. I, I did. It was well for... Man... Listen, I'm already dealing with, like, depression and anxiety. Mm. Damn it, that did it. That was my – my anxiety was on high because I'm like, I can't lose. Because Kurt was making his debut as well. Mm. So I'm like, I don't want to lose my debut match. (laughs) I don't want to lose it. And there was some some close calls. Mm. So, yeah, it was a melt to five-star rating. I'm biased Oops. as fuck, obviously.
0: <laughs> okay, and like, uh, do, you, do you actually play uh, the game? No. Oh no. Okay. Oh. So how does it work? Is it?
1: Uh, you honestly have to ask him. I really don't. Really not sure myself. But um, he he does a he does a lot of booking. We get to cut promos on on each other and stuff to send it in. He
0: it's very well edited. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. yeah that he sounds actually,
1: fun. He actually. Who knows? Maybe you know. Okay. And and not to mention, like, the way he creates the the creates these characters is so well. Like the Codex Prime logo is on my (laughs) is on my outfit. Oh, okay. Yeah, both. And my uh DJ logo is on his.
0: So it's Hey, great advertising. Yeah, we
1: gotta, yeah, we definitely gotta have him on the show. I done a couple of show I did a couple of podcasts uh, on his and as well as um we met through uh through a uh, friend of the show, Gavin Ottz, all the way and uh, all the way in the UK. All right, nice. So uh, yeah, and that was a fun episode. So yeah, I mean, yo, XVPW, he he even has some big namers. Okay, right.
0: no, like they're actually there too. Oh really? Like actual wrestlers?
1: Yeah. Uh, somebody had a match with Brian Pillman Jr., Darby oh. Allin, Will Osprey.
0: Okay, some some big players. I yeah, think. and I'm
1: sitting to myself like,
0: how are you getting these guys? <laughs> he's <laughs> like, like,
1: he's getting them. Xavier Woods. Even threw him a shout out before. Like, nice. Okay, check out the channel, Extreme Virtual Pro Wrestling, XVPW. Yeah, I'll definitely check the that Red out. X
0: brand. Hey, that sounds really cool. Yeah, that's what's up. Yes. Yeah, and I already
1: a... know who my next opponent is, but I cannot tell.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah, well, I'll I'll look forward forward to watching that match. Stuber!
1: (laughs) He already knows now. (laughs) Uh,
0: Oh, he's your next opponent?
1: Nope. Uh. (laughs) He just already knows. He just...
0: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So, yeah, man. Uh, So, yeah, what else have you been uh, getting up to, man?
1: Uh, Let me move on up. So... This week I had I had it pulled up and oh well I was pulling it up but then oh here we go yeah I'm gonna start off with uh, unfortunately I left the comic at home but if you look directly on the iPad yep. The Amazing Spider-Man number 74, the final issue of Nick Spencer's long, long run Mm -hmm. that I've been reading since, I want to say 2018. Yeah, 2018. Okay. It has finally came to an end. The Kendrick saga Mm. is finally over and man, it it was a doozy. Yeah, it was a doozy. Okay. It was a, it was definitely a doozy. You actually find out the true identities. What identities of kindred? Okay. We thought there was one the whole time, and then there was two. That's kind of a spoiler, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna say who. And all I got to say is Norman Osborn is the devil. Okay. I I pro- I, pro- I would honestly say like. Spider-Man's villains are on par with Batman's villains. Mm,
0: that's high praise. Yeah.
1: Like, just the, Like, of course, I mean, yes... Well, Spider-Man has taken some dark directions before in his comics, just like Batman has. So it's like, yeah, his villains are pretty, like... They're pretty up there. Okay. So it's yeah. like, I mean, I urge everybody... I mean, if you... Got the time to try to find all 74-plus issues because there's been some extra like bonus issues as well. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably say it's probably like an 82-issue run. Okay. But um, I, I say read the trades because mm-hmm. this Kindred character is very, very interesting.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. All
0: right. Kindred. And he's a whole new villain for this run? He's got his
1: runs here and there. He's been like he's been around for a while but yeah, he here's a he's a good inter- good image of uh image of kindred if y'all can see him.
0: Okay. Kind of looks like a He's kind
1: of yeah, pretty much a demon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, Spider-Man is certainly battling some demons within this uh within this run. So I had I had a blast Reading this one, I can't wait to see what Nick Spencer has uh, up his sleeve. Um, I think he's actually leaving Marvel. Oh, okay. From what I hear, and uh, working on working with some other company with a more like independent company.
0: Okay, I got you. So
1: I mean, but regardless, even if he does come back to Marvel, I hope so. But I definitely enjoy this. I enjoy this run so much. Um, all my runs are ending, man. I'm trying. to <laughs> Like, I need some new charts now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So, there's that one. So, then, of course, I've been, like... I've been kind of, like, you know, box binging, like, box digging. Yeah. You know, I've been spending some time at Time Capsule, and I actually found one that I've been wanting to collect Mm -hmm. since 1996. Oh, okay. And I just happened to find it in the button, you know, at the Time Capsule, and... The Fantastic 4 1996 heroes reborn. Oh, okay. Issue with the cover art by Jim Lee. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's a dope cover right there.
1: It's Jim Lee, what do you expect?
0: Yeah. Nice and Jim Lee like in the 90s, like he was prime. He was a prime artist. He was, he's a
1: god tier artist. Yeah. Between like him, McFarlane, I guess you can put Layfield up there because of, you know his name and the characters that he created yeah, he he's a god-tier
0: artist. Yeah, Jim Lee, of course. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, like, once I saw that, like, I didn't even... It was one of those, oh, don't even think about it, buy it. Hmm. So, there was that. And then another one that I happened to pick up, something that intrigued me, was Black Panther, The Man Without Fear, number 517, that came out in 2011. So, it was Black Panther versus luke
0: cage oh okay black on black crime
1: there's no such thing as black on black crime
0: there isn't yeah i agree
1: all right we're on the same page. <laughs> now that we're done with that political mumbo John... <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're not criminals yeah just saying yeah
1: but anyway yeah so um yeah it was written by david Lis and the art by Frances- francesco francesco Francavilla. My apologies if I if I butcher that. Mm-hmm. So it's a very one off. It's a one off issue where T'Challa, T'Challa fills in for a Daredevil and traces in and traces down tracks down. Excuse me, a kill a serial killer with ties to the Romanian mafia. But Luke Cage steps in to intervene. Okay. And I have to say that was very underwhelming.
0: Oh, that's too bad. The the fight was literally one page. Just one page. Yeah.
1: So, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it. Yeah. Before I do that, though, who would you say have taken this fight?
0: I'm going to go with Black Panther. I mean, Luke Cage is bulletproof, but Black Panther's got that vibranium. And you can't mess with vibranium.
1: You're correct. See, there you go. Vulcan death grip. Luke Cage passes out. Done.
0: Wow. That's...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I'm expecting this and that's all I got. Wow, that's the, well, great great job. Great job, Marvel. Yeah. No, no, see here's the thing. Marvel could do better than that.
0: Oh, bring David Lis.
1: Mm. Like if you're going to bring, you know, two powerhouse black superheroes mm-hmm. to go against each other, do what Stan Lee does. Yeah. End it in a tie. First of all, make the fight worth reading.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: But ending in a tie because you don't want to derail the stock of each character.
0: That's true. Or they come together and fight a bigger evil.
1: That's usually the formula as well.
0: Yep. Yeah, it worked for Godzilla vs. Kong. <laughs> Still haven't seen it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great. It's great. I love it. Yeah.
1: Didn't think it would be like your type of <laughs> great.
0: Yeah, you know, those those uh, those MonsterVerse movies, I slept on them, but they're great. They're just great films. Great fun. The Mummy with Tom Cruise. I heard that was Booty. Yeah. Yeah, well, see, there you go. Swamp Booty. Ugh. Yeah. Musty and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's too bad.
1: That was the man. That was going to spin off the whole universal monster verse that they were trying to do
0: oh yeah the dark universe that's what they were calling it yeah well there you go well it went dark all right <laughs> yeah as in like yeah let's
1: just kind of close the lid on this thing so it was
0: just yeah the
1: universes just ain't for us
0: Nah, although i heard that like randomly like there was actually a i think it was like a game boy or nintendo ds uh adaptation of the game uh, of the movie the mummy uh called the mummy demastered it actually got really good reviews
1: it happens the the
0: wolverine origins game was actually fun to play
1: even though i only played the demo i was like the video game is better than a movie yeah that's actually and you don't see that too often
0: not at all no
1: (laughs) but also to finish up my uh what i've been up to Mm -hmm. this weekend I went to go see Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Oh, boy. Directed by Andy Serkis.
0: Okay, Gollum, Smeagol. Okay. What's the verdict, Carl? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well. Oh, and he played Ulysses Klaw, by the way.
0: Oh, yes, that's, that is true. Yeah, I loved him in Black Panther.
1: Mm. I wish I could have saw more of that
0: character. Yeah. Yeah, he was fun
1: yeah definitely mm. but this movie it was exactly what i expected it to be mm. and it was hokey as fuck hokey as fuck okay. yeah it needed to be rated perfect casting mm. woody harrelson knocked it out of the park with what he was given mm-hmm. like he just embodied Cletus Cassidy in a PG thirteen level, mm-hmm. which was not what he's supposed to be, but you get what you get. Yeah, like that movie really needed to be rated R.
0: Mm. Yeah, kind of like the first Venom, right? Yeah,
1: and it just it was it was the same thing. Oh, uh, like it, it was. It was cool to watch. Go hang out with your boys and just do and just watch it. But yeah, it was just kind of like okay. Mm -hmm. Even MCU movies are mediocre at worst. Yeah, this was under that.
0: Damn, just
1: okay. Mm I
0: was like, "Eh, all right, okay. Um, Like, how are how are some of the other characters? Like, I know Naomi Harris was in it.
1: Shriek, Shriek was cool but and it's like okay you get it
0: and that's kinda it like she's just there for a blip
1: no she was there she was there full time you know full time like it Mm -hmm. kinda told the Cletus Cassidy story but it was just like that Venom you know Venom was funny Mm -hmm. I mean it's like yeah throw some humor in there but that's not that's not the Venom like us, comic book fans, know.
0: Okay. So this, this Venom is more like an odd couple buddy comedy type type deal? Just like the first one. Okay. Yeah, he kept But we didn't get like a turd in the
1: wind. <laughs> <laughs> but you got him calling Eddie Brock a dick like <laughs> a couple hundred times. Okay. He needs to eat all the time. But he's like, yeah, I got some chickens. You can't eat those chickens. That's Sonny and Cher. They belong together. Oh. I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, there's my turn in the wind moment.
0: Oh, there you go. All right.
1: (laughs) So, I mean, go see it if you just need to get out the house Mm -hmm. and just kind of have some fun. Like, if y'all was like, hey, what we want to do? Hey, let's go see Venom. All right, cool. Get something to eat afterwards. Mm -hmm. There you go.
0: Okay. And did you stick around for the post credit scene? I
1: did. The best scene in the entire movie. Goddamn. And and
0: it was fire. Wow! When the post-credit scene is the best scene in the whole movie, that's when you kind of fucked up.
1: I mean, Carnage was pretty comic book accurate. Mm-hmm. I will give him that. I wish out. I, I wish Woody Harrison could have been more sadistic,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like the Cletus, like the Cletus Cassidy that we know. Yeah. But he did his thing. Okay. He definitely did his thing. Like I said, casting, perfect.
0: Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's good. I mean, Woody Harrelson's always a good actor too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: It took me. It took a while for me to like warm. For me to like warm up to him with like more serious roles because I knew him from Cheers. Oh yeah. <laughs> but then it was like, all right, this like you know other you know True Detective and other you know, other films that he films and other projects that he's worked on. I'm like, yeah, this dude's got some range, but like, I just wish he, if he was able, if this movie had an R rating and he could give us the Cletus Cassidy that we know, this movie would have been fire. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, yeah, I think like, um, cause Sony wants to have like the broadest possible audience. It's like, Oh, you to have all the, like the kids and the teenagers who go to see the MCU movies to see their movies. But at the same time, it's like, yo, you, you gotta, you just got to let Venom let off the chain. Some some movies just have to get that R rating, you know?
1: Yeah. You work for Deadpool.
0: Yeah. Work for Deadpool. Work for Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, the Suicide Squad. Thank you. Um, Correct yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you know, so work for Logan. So, you know, not not everything has to be, like, chained to, like, a PG-13 rating so you can get the same MCU audience. Cause,
1: yeah, because I get the but, – but here's the thing. You're going to get it regardless. True. Yeah. Like, it's a superhero movie. Anti-hero, but still, it's under the superhero genre. Mm-hmm. We're going to flock to it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So it's like, it, it, you just, if you would have gave it the, if you would have used the rated R tool, remember from your Victor's Corner, mm-hmm. if you gave it, if you used that rated R tool, you would have got a, had a much better product. But yeah. do you plan on seeing it? Uh no, I see. Somebody bootlegged it on TikTok. <laughs> I saved that. I will show you after the show. Okay, all right. Oh, the post credit scene. Yeah.
0: All right. Oh well. well I'll, yeah. Well, I'll, I'm looking forward to it. If it's that fire, as you say, it is.
1: Yeah, I was. I was like, like that was the only time like my mouth dropped.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'll. I'll. Yeah. We'll definitely table that until for after the show.
1: Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Yeah. But I mean, go see it, have some fun, you know. If you guys had a night out, I'm like, oh, let's go see Venom. Cool, mm-hmm. and that's how you will leave. The, that's how you will leave the theater
0: hmm.
1: for a casual. A casual will leave the theater like, cool. All right. Then there will be the post credit scene. All right. Fair enough. Will spark. Will spark up some conversation. Indeed. All right.
0: Cool. That's it on my end. Yeah, man. Uh yeah, speaking of movies, uh I went and I saw one uh this weekend. Um this is probably so far the most Victor movie of 2021 so far.
1: First of all, you say it correctly. <laughs>
0: Just, <laughs> this is the most Victor ass movie. There we go. Of 2021 so far. And like I said, uh we still have, you know, about about three more months left of the year including this month of October. Um, I went and I saw this film, and I heard I heard uh, a lot of strong buzz about it. It won the uh, Palme d'Or uh, for at the Cannes Film Festival, the top prize. Um, and it is uh, a, a it's a French film called Titan. Titan. Yes, and it's di- and it's written and directed by Julia Ducournau, who directed uh, a, another film, her debut film, which I reviewed on the podcast back in 2017, called Raw. Uh, raw uh, it's a it's a film that film was where um, it centers on a, a a young girl who's a young who's a veterinary school student who develops a t- who's a vegetarian who develops a taste for raw meat and then human flesh so this movie titan is even more fucked up than raw and mind you this is like okay let me let's 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 get into let's get into the film so the film titan it stars agatha roussel as this as this uh woman named alexia now the film begins where she is a young girl and she gets involved into a car accident her head just slams into the car window and she gets a titanium plate uh inserted installed into her into her skull Fast forward uh, uh, many years later, where she's a she's a young woman, and you know, um, and uh, and Alexia, she develops a she, a she has a she has a she has a an interest in cars, and I mean, like she really she likes cars. I mean, she really loves cars. What I'm saying to you, Carl Bird, is that my Agatha- strange attraction is that Alexia has sex with cars. My strange attraction. That's actually a real show. Which one? My strange, My strange attraction. Yes, it's about people
1: who have relationships with. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, with objects.
1: I guess you didn't say that. Yeah. Yeah, just it. it that sky's the limit with that
0: part. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, and 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 you see and you see how the sex goes down in Titan. Okay. Oh so, God no. So so there's a so there's a scene where um you know where where Alexia after she survives a a. a uh, in a sexual assault attempt um, she takes a shower and she hears this loud banging well actually l- let me let me rewind back actually um, there's a scene well th- the first scene in the film that introduces this character uh well the second scene rather um, is where she's at this uh, motor show and' they're, sh- they're showing all these like these souped up cars mm-hmm. and you know she's she does a strip tease on this on this on this fiery red Cadillac this Cadillac which is painted in flames okay now she's twerking now she's twerking on the on the hood of the car and she's dry humping it you know you know she's, she's getting her motor running and and, and the fans in attendance are like wow wow she is really putting in work we we really enjoy the show you know and so there's another scene fast forward uh where she takes a shower and she hears this loud banging in the same uh room the same hall where the car show took place and as she walks out of the shower, dripping, dripping wet, but, but you know, you know, na- naked as the day you were, she was born. She sees the she sees the fiery, the the, the fire painted Cadillac, with its with its with its headlights shining all bright, and she slowly walks towards it. Her naked body dripping. She gets into the back seat, and then you see the Cadillac bouncing up and down, <laughs> right. And then it cut to a scene where she's in the back seat and her arms are tied together amongst the seatbelts like she's in BDSM. And she's hopping on the seat, grinding heavily on the seat, having sex with this Cadillac. Okay? Now, that's the normal part of the film. Oh, God. Because um, it's, also, it's also apparent that this woman, Alexia... Is a serial killer, okay? And you see her work. You see her work, and it is really fucked up. Um, there's a lot you can do with a hairpin. I, I learned that in that film. Um, yeah. But on top of that, the Cadillac impregnates Alexia, so she's having the car's baby. She's she's carrying the ch- the, the the car child to term in this film. So she's dealing in the throughout the film she's dealing with this pregnancy where the car, the Cadillac knocked her up. She's lactating motor oil. When she has her period, she's gushing motor oil as well. And she's like, "Oh my god, what do I do? I'm in this situation and and this Cadillac knocked me up. What am I supposed to do here?" Okay. There's another there's another character in this film named Vincent played by a uh, French actor Vincent London. And he's a fire. He's a fire chief. Chief. Of, he's a chief of this fire, of this fire department. Um, he's. He. You know. He's kind of. He's aging. He's like in his late fifties, early sixties, and he's trying to maintain his physique. He's trying to maintain a muscular body because he's, he's like a very. He's very much a macho alpha male type, and his. You know his his younger firefighter uh, team cohorts. They're you know macho meatheads as well, and you know there are scenes where he's uh, injecting steroids into his ass and he's trying to he's trying to maintain a sense of like youthful vigor and strength. And um how he meets uh how he eventually meets Alexia is kind of fucked up too. I won't describe it. Um it's something you're going to have to see for yourself. Um watching this movie Titan um I can't say I'm, I'm if if I, if I if I'm a better person for having watched this film, but um I will say that I really enjoyed it. Um I I laughed out I laughed out loud mostly out of nervousness at some of the fucked up shit that happened in the film. Um and 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 the film actually does share something in common with like the Fast and the Furious movies, you know, besides, you know, the car thing. Family, family. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was joking and that was and That was the thing.
0: Yes. Um, Titan, when all is said and done, it's a movie about family. It's about what happens when you take these really, these really, these people with some really disparate, fucked up issues and they find, they find some measure of, 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 of love, some measure of, of connection, some measure of, you know, yearning and, and familial bonds that's been missing in their lives. And even though the circumstances surrounding, you know, this makeshift family is kind of fucked up and, and just like, oh my God, what the hell is wrong with these people? You also, in a small way, you, you, you feel some empathy for them, even though the main character, Alexia, is thoroughly unlikable because she is she's a very challenging protagonist in that she's completely a villain um, but when you see her go through her ordeal of carrying this this Cadillac baby thing um, you you kind of feel for her you know she gave birth to a micro machine Um, I'm not going to spoil it oh my god um, what i but what i saw um I'm still thinking about it i and I don't know if i want that that the image of the last scene in my brain but um i will say that this is definitely the most victor ass movie of 2021 so far uh am I gonna watch this movie again absolutely i will um is it going in your collection? Um, probably, I'm gonna say probably because, because the the first, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say probably. I'm Um, I'm just
1: gonna say yes. And you know what? I want to borrow it.
0: Okay. (laughs) Are you sure? Yeah. All right. I mean, if, I will say like, if you're a fan of, um, you know, Ari Aster or, um, you know uh just just or just you know or david cronenberg or just just films it with like a really strange challenging weird you know body horror up and down um watch titan uh titan is is playing in theaters now um uh, yeah, if 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 you if you're brave enough to watch it, if you want to watch something different, if you, if Venom, let there be carnage, it doesn't do it for you. If there's not enough carnage in that film, watch Titan. You'll get all the carnage you need and then some. Um, I'm not going to say you're going to have a good night's sleep, but it's worth watching. It's 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 a film that definitely is an example of why cinema, how of the power of cinema and how you know how creative it can be and and, and the places that it can take you um yeah yeah so so that's uh that's titan uh, directed by julia de and if you do watch her film do watch her first feature called raw because raw was uh man R- raw made me hungry after watching that m- movie um
1: I-, I don't like the sound of that
0: um now now carl I-, I i do have a question
1: for you you have a question for me
0: yes um and and, and for our our listeners and viewers in the chat um if you were if you were able to be impregnated by any vehicle what would that vehicle be
1: Okay I, okay now I've known to ask you some hypotheticals on this show but what the fuck <laughs>
0: Um I, I, I can see I can see you getting knocked up by an 03 Honda Civic. Nope. Yeah.
1: Sixty four Impala, I guess. I'm...
0: A sixty four Impala. Okay. All right. With hydraulics.
1: Yeah. I mean, you gotta motion in the ocean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Fucking... What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, because like cause... I'm kind of disappointed in myself that I came up with an answer.
0: I mean, I mean, good good answer. You know, I mean. I mean, I, I was th- I was thinking about I, I was thinking about it after watching the movie because, like, you know. Of course, you would. I, I mean, I would say for me, I'd probably go with a I'd probably go with a Bugatti, you know, because you know, because think about it, like a, a Bugatti is like a as a as a rare high class car. My mm-hmm. credit my credit score would increase exponentially. Um, you know, I I, I pretty much uh, go without want, um, you know. Uh, if 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 that were the case, if 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 I were, you know, to be knocked up by any vehicle, it would be a Bugatti. Yeah, a Bugatti. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just saying because like because hey, I mean, bougie. Th- yeah, I'm I'm not bougie, but I'm just saying like the, <laughs> the character in this film Titan got knocked up by a Cadillac. So, you know, there there, there you have it, people. Um, Titan playing in theaters now. Um, go see it. Um, or or yeah, at least
1: go to freaking imdb just to see I me mean, just as hopefully there's a picture of the cadillac
0: <laughs> yeah like if you if if uh I'll, I'll, and I'll say like the the less you know going into this film i think the better uh the experience because all i knew about was the premise and
1: you it sucked you right in
0: it did and and That's what she said yeah oh, okay yeah, I'll. We can we can show that oh, this you image. You want to
1: show that? Okay. Show that. Yep.
0: So so this is the uh, Cadillac in question. I'm showing the the image of the car and the main character of Titan. Uh Yeah. So she's laid up on the car, fiery red Cadillac. And the
1: paint job's cool.
0: Yep, it's a cool paint job. I, I gotta say, it is a cool paint job. I mean, I mean for the for this character, definitely like any car dealership would be her strip club, basically. It would be her Wonderland. Um, but yeah yeah that's uh that's uh <laughs> that's the that's the thing and yeah i'm looking at aaron ferguson's uh, uh comments here he's saying um he's late knocked up by a car what the fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um afton says that she would she chooses a hummer wink wink
1: i see what you did there um oh yeah my yeah appreciate you appreciate that you like the shirt <laughs> yeah
0: yeah pop stew with a k and stubert um yeah so there you have it uh besides well, you, you couldn't
1: wait to review this you?
0: oh I couldn't wait yeah because I because I knew it would kind of weird you out and I'm like you succeeded <laughs> yeah yeah um I know there's another movie coming out I think it's coming out this weekend or maybe next weekend it's a uh, it's called lamb that movie I want to I want to see that movie has a weird premise too
1: that movie's uh, just the title alone has Victor victim written all over it
0: oh yeah and it's uh by this uh produced by the studio A24 oh god i love i love A24's films oh my god Yo- uh, uh, yeah i am man gosh yeah so yeah
1: wow, i just found it a couple in iceland find themselves parenting a strange creature that will affect their relationship
0: okay Hey, listen. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm for it. I am all for it. Um, so yes, Aaron, uh, Titan. It's playing in theaters. Um, it it may or may not be playing in your area. Um, check out any of one of the independent art house theaters that might be playing there. Um, but yeah, it is the Cannes Film Festival's Palm d'Or winner, uh, for 2021. Um, and, and make it a double feature with Raw, uh, oh, is... <laughs> yeah, I, I just yeah raw baby um yeah so besides that uh i also um i also uh, played a couple games i i just finished resident evil 3 remake on the ps4 that was fun just as fun as two huh i would say part part two was much better only because like part three was just very short it felt like dlc length
1: um yeah i did beat, i did beat it pretty fast yeah it was that's well. what she said but uh <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was like five hours long.
1: Sounds about right. Yeah.
0: yeah, but um, but yeah, I managed to um, I actually bought the uh, for five extra bucks. It was uh, twenty bucks on sale, and for five extra bucks, I bought like the un- unlocked all the weapons.
1: That's exactly what I did. That's the only way I can play a Resident Evil game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the first my first playthrough, I played it normally. I played it straight. Okay. Um, and then the second one, I just, I'm using the rocket launcher. Yeah.
1: It was fun. It was fun to play though.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's definitely fun. Um even though I know that I heard that like they cut out one area, the clock tower from the original game.
1: I never played the original.
0: Yeah, like I heard that that area was cut out from from the from the original, but but it's still it's still fun to play. If you like part 2, you'll like part 3. And yeah. plus it's it's pretty cheap, so at this point, why not?
1: Yeah, I think I bought mine for like 15 bucks, I think. Yeah. from one of my like GameStop deals or something.
0: Yeah. Yep. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah def- definitely worth playing, especially at that price. Um and I've also just started playing um, the Order eighteen eighty
1: six. I remember Aris like reviewing that game a long time ago.
0: Oh, on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Like, um, I the game's like ten bucks now. Um, like so far, so far, I definitely see like where some of the mixed reviews are coming from. Like, I will say, like visually, it's a ten out of ten. Like that okay. game is absolutely stunning. Like even to this, even today, seven years later, the game. Still, like, so exquisitely detailed, um, but like the gameplay, it feels like it's kind of like most, you're playing an interactive movie. Like especially with the cutscenes, where it tells you like to press X to do this, press Y to do, or so press it, triangle to do. Kind of like a Telltale game. Kind of, yeah. It was like just basically like presses. It gives you like the illusion of control, even though it's just like this could have been just been a straight cutscene, right? Yeah, and 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 the, and the but the but the run and gun gameplay is a little decent too. But mm-hmm. I'll I'll definitely finish it. But but yeah, it's it's worth ten bucks. I'm like,
1: yeah, why not? Yeah. I think mean, the last what? Yeah, the last game I beat was The Last of Us Part Two. Which I actually thoroughly enjoyed.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I wanted to hear your thoughts about the game. Yeah, because we didn't have a chance to get into it.
1: Um I yeah, I definitely did uh yeah, I definitely did uh enjoy playing The Last of Us Part Two. Like I can kinda get where you were where your gripe was with the uh, with the ending, it did seem a bit anticlimactic. And you can tell them, like, all right, listen, this is where, like, we you can tell we didn't need it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not complaining that we got it. Okay. Like, I, you know, I had fun with it, but I thought, I was like, all right, it could have ended where it was where they finally got the farm. And they're like, all right, we never have to see you. And I don't ever want to see you again. But it's like, all right, the story just wasn't quite finished yet. Mm -hmm. And she just couldn't, um, Ellie just couldn't quite, you know, shake that. I was like, like, I got to kill this bitch. Mm
2: -hmm. I
1: just have to kill her. Mm -hmm. And he she finally gets to her, rescues her and be like, she's like, nope, can't do this. Nope. We got to finish it. And then she just, when it finally came time, like she just couldn't do it. She got that uh, visual of Joel and she like, she just couldn't do it Mm -hmm. so it was like i mean i was like okay yeah i get it Mm -hmm. and i was like all right cool you know i did kind of get that anticlimactic feel to it but throughout the game like i was very much into it like i i had lots of fun i was very invested into the story i was more invested into um ellie's story than um Oh, Abby. Abby's, yep. And it, it was like I was actually like my first time seeing a sex scene in a game because <laughs> I mean yeah, Cyberpunk, but it was like Cyberpunk's just a it's a purchasing dud. But yeah. um, at this point for me, um, I do know people who play, but it was just like at this point I was like nope, I just don't even have the interest to playing it anymore. But as far as Last of Us Part Two, I can see why it did get the accolades that it did get. Hmm. Um, there are, I would say like Ghost of shishima is a way is is definitely a better game. Oh yeah. But Last of Us Part 2? It was cool. I had fun with it. I liked it.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, you know, um yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed it more uh than I did. Um Yeah,
1: you buried the shit out of that game.
0: I did. Um mainly because of the the story. And what it tried, and what Neil Druckmann was trying to achieve, said, "Oh, you know the cycle, you know, re, you know, the cycle of violence, revenge begets more revenge, and and all this." But which,
1: yeah, which I get. It was kind of like Walking Dead.
0: Yeah, kind it of is like, Walking Dead,
1: just with more creatures and
0: yeah, it's like Walking Dead zombies. Yeah, Walking Dead, but even more grim and more depressing. It is because like The Last yeah. of Us Part Two is such a dark game compared to the first one. Like there's like in the main storyline, aside from the flashbacks with Joel and, and a younger Ellie, the game gives you no levity. It's, it's just straight up misery porn from start to finish. And it's because it, it, it's
1: just, it's a sad world. I mean, do you really expect the post-apocalyptic world to be all sunshine, lollipops, rainbows, and everything?
0: No, but. No, but uh, like like there there still could have been some some like moments where you can break that tension. But but like but like my my issue with the game is I like the game with the game's themes, the game's themes like clash directly with the gameplay because the whole game is like, well, you know, you know, it's all about hatred, and it's about you know the cycle of violence, and it's like, well, you're killing all these enemies, but these enemies have names, and they have friends, and they have loved ones who 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 love them. Oh, and and you get to kill, and you have to kill a dog. You see that dog, that dog that you kill, that German Shepherd. That was Abby's, and you should feel really bad. It was so it was so transparent like what they were trying to do it's like it's not working because like if, if you're talking about like how bad revenge is and how come you're making the gameplay so enticing so excellent like like in the first game and the game doesn't even give you any choices like like even 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 in a moment even in the sections where you have to like where you where it tries to give you the option of moving stealth stealthily like sneaking undetected the game doesn't make that easy at all the if uh, the moment the minute enemy spots you it's like guns are blazing and it's like and and it's like you you don't have the many options there, and
1: I kind of like the challenge of that,
0: like, but like it it does it feels a little cheap though because like because even because there's no way I've never gotten through a, an area unscathed like like undetected like the game always makes you makes it hard for you it's like oh it drives you to, to like play guns of blazing, and then like even in, like the last part of the game where you where you do confront Abby for that last time, it's like. It's like where where Ellie's like, oh, she decides to let Abby go because it's like, oh, you know, this isn't worth it. Violence isn't the answer. She just murdered a whole compound full of enemies to get to Abby, and I'm like, dude,
1: this- it was mo- it was one of those like sudden revelations. It's like I finally, it's like, it's like I guess she knew like, okay, I finally got her. I can do this. But then it's like that sudden flashback of Joe. It's like Joe saying, You're better
0: than this. But is she, though, after everything? Because, like, because the game.
1: Yeah, it's it's sometimes people just have their revelations just late. But there is a lot of killing. And I love doing stealth. I always, I love doing like stealth attacks. Yeah. Like those are just so between Spider Man and Ghost of Tsushima, the last you know Last of Us Part One mm-hmm. and two. I don't know. I just just something about freaking stealth attacks. I just think I the It's the challenge of it, I guess. Oh yeah. So then when guns blazing, I'm like fuck! But oh, let me let me try to get up out of here.
0: hmm Yeah, yeah. Like, like 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 I'm glad I'm glad you got got, got more out of the game than I did. Um like I said, like I do respect what the game was trying to do, but ultimately, like it just didn't. It didn't work, work. for you. Yeah, like it, it didn't work for me because, like, because, like, because like, normally, like, characters are supposed to develop, but in this game, these characters were committed to not changing a damn thing, and 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 Ellie did not change a damn sight. Uh. In the end, like she. In the
1: end, that sudden, you know, that sudden change of heart, that sudden revelation. Then yes.
0: Hmm.
1: That, and that was that was like it that was her sudden change Abby did especially when she cause she's like with um oh it's not Neve. um oh Lev Lev like then she finally found like she found like a new purpose
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know it's like alright these people these people saved me so they so it's like alright even though like they sacrifice they saved me and then they still sacrifice so now my purpose is to find a sanctuary for lev
2: mm-hmm.
1: you yeah. know find you know a home for him because he just lost everything yeah he even killed his own mother yep yeah he did so that was her revelation where ellie was just so consumed with revenge mm-hmm. and then she just got her her revelation late, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, and then she was still trying to like put together the pieces still kind of, you know, come to terms with, with Joe, you know, with her relationship with Joe, even though Joe had like had, you know, was killed already, but remember they still were on bad terms Mm -hmm. at that time, but there was still that love there. So in a way she needed to um, rectify those certain inequities and that, you know, that relationship, mm-hmm. but it was just late yeah. story-wise for us. But that was when she got, that was when she had her revelation. Mm-hmm. So she's, you know, she ends up missing a couple of fingers and like, all right. I was at the end. It's like, okay, I was so consumed by revenge that I lost the last bit of family that I had. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't worth it. Now I'm on my own. End of story. Yeah. So now she has to go forward living with that. Right. That's her story. At least that was my interpretation of that, of her story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Because like she, she ends up with nothing at the end.
1: She was so (laughs) consumed with revenge in this, in this, lifestyle of this you know this survival lifestyle Mm
0: -hmm.
1: where it just it you left with nothing. she left with nothing
0: yeah yeah you know um it's uh yeah it's definitely a bleak ending and and you know like i i definitely i definitely got got that got that sense as well like you did um but like but ultimately like i just felt like like the 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 story could have approached things a little bit differently Mm -hmm. At least make the ending like a bit open ended so that you can have like you could see like where you can have like two different endings, like what happens when you do if you do kill Abby They could
1: have done don't. that. They could have it could've it could have scored a lot more when if they would have done that. But then yeah. you still kinda got that. You know, where Ellie, she lost everything. With Abby, she now has Lev. Mm-hmm. She has a she has that new purpose in life. So you did kinda get that. You did get that.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah you did even though even though Abby's just not at, oh, in my opinion not as a compelling character as because we didn't
1: because you know what it is is because we've had that relationship with Ellie yeah. like when the game switched I was expecting I'm like alright I'm okay like yeah we're getting Abby's story we're getting Abby's point of view cool when am I gonna get to like finish Ellie's story because yeah. we've had that relationship with Abby excuse me with Ellie from the first game yeah, to carry on to the second game,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that relationship's there. Abby's still more fresh
0: and new. Yeah, and 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 to be fair, like her crew, they just weren't—at least to me—they just weren't interesting people. They weren't. They weren't interesting characters. I'm like, once again, um, and, they would We, re- but but also like they could have been compelling characters, but like, but the game, the but the game, like, because you at that point, like. You've played like 10 hours of Ellie, and then the game rewinds and then, t- then tells you, no, you're playing 10 hours with uh, with Abby. I'm like... It kind of felt like Abby was a little longer. It, yeah, it was long. It was a slog. And I know because I beat that game in three days. <laughs> it was so... It, it took me a couple of weeks. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it took me a couple of weeks. Well, I, I work a lot, so... Yeah. But, but yeah, okay. But, yeah, yeah, uh, indeed. Thanks for, you know... sharing your thoughts about last of us part two i mean hopefully if if they ever do get to a part three hopefully hopefully they'll uh they'll do a better job of uh of of reconciling the themes and its gameplay you know because you can't say revenge is bad when the game makes it so cool to kill people it did though it did
1: did. like i I was kind of having fun like killing people i was like i I need to say i was like Murder is not a coping mechanism. Murder is not a coping mechanism. Murder is not a coping mechanism.
0: Yeah. Now upgrade these guns. Exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, my but gosh.
1: Fu- okay, I will say this, though. The monster at the end that you have to fight in the hospital.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. That, that was cool. That was. That, that shit. That was cool. And
1: then you still had to deal with the little monster that that spawned out of them.
0: Mhm. Yeah, that was that was nerve-wracking. That was genuinely
1: nerve-wracking. It was. Yeah. It was, they it, but it achieved its goal.
0: It did. I mean, it certainly did. Well, yeah. Uh Yeah, besides that, uh anything else uh on your plate? Um No. No. Okay. Um if if th- that being said, uh, we can go to this week's Codex retrospective. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Codex retrospective. Um, you know, we're highlighting this week's uh, notable uh, notable video game releases, films, and you know, hip hop albums as well. So we'll put more gray hairs on your head. Yep. Since you mentioned hip
1: hop. Yeah. I know you lost your shit when I sent you the picture of the upcoming verses.
0: That's going to be cool. Big Daddy Kane, Kane versus KRS-One. That's going to be cool. Like, okay. I, I can see that's that's one for Bad Lad, too.
1: Kids, this. Oh, I sent it to him, too. Mm. Kids, learn something. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Yeah, learn something. Learn your <laughs> I didn't
1: mean to cut you off, but you just made me think about it, and I had to.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Learn your history, uh, people. Yeah, hip hop. hip-hop lives. Uh, but yes, uh, this week's Codex Retrospective, uh, we begin, we're going back uh, 29 years ago, on October 2nd, 1992, which saw the release of two films in the same weekend. Uh, the first being a childhood favorite of, of of mine, and probably yours too, The Mighty Ducks. It's knuckle puck time! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Emilio Estevez. Yes.
1: I haven't watched a new show yet.
0: Oh, there's a new show mm-hmm. oh okay oh is, is it like revisiting the same characters a few of them okay but well, yeah
1: Emilio Estevez the star he does reprise his role as Gordon
0: Bombay yep yes he does yep the the coach of a of a little league hockey team and uh, yeah and the, the film was a it was actually a cultural phenomenon when it came out for a kids film and it even spawned uh, a, an actual NHL hockey team it did yeah. And Anaheim and, it, and it, Mighty Ducks and Anaheim. Anaheim, yeah. It, it made Anaheim a household name too. Uh but yeah, it's 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 still a fun film, uh Mighty Ducks. Um I actually did enjoy all three films when they came out. Um but Mighty Ducks was a was a favorite of mine as a kid. I do I also remember the animated series where it had where it was like an action show.
1: I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Where it had like anthropomorphic ducks fighting supervillains. Yep um but yeah but yeah it all started with the mighty Ducks uh film um i think you can watch it on disney plus um i think all three films actually they're available there on that platform um but yeah childhood favorite of mine i really enjoyed it as a kid when i was eight um also in that same same weekend was a film by david mammoth uh Gary glenn ross uh that film um it has had an all-star cast it had alec baldwin um ed harris uh, Jack Lemmon, Al Pacino, and uh, uh, a Persona Non Grata creep Kevin Spacey. Um, that film, that film was also infinite. It was also immensely quotable. You know, just about, just about a bunch of um, low-level businessmen trying to trying to get paid. You know, Alec Baldwin with his famous um, ABC speech: "Always be closing." And when he when he admonishes Ed Harris, he's like, "What's my name? Fuck you! That's my name."
1: Never seen it, but apparently it's uh, based off a Pulitzer Prize winning play.
0: Yep, it's a yep based on a Pul- Pulitzer Prize winning play. David Mamet. Excuse me. Yep, David Mamet. You know he's a also a, also a great writer director in his own right. But this, and that was one of his uh, definitive films too. Um, so yeah, two films, uh, two very different films released in the same weekend. There. Um, also, uh, 28, 28 years ago on September 29th, nineteen ninety three, a Bronx Tale was also released in theaters. That was the uh, directorial uh, debut of Robert De Niro. And he also starred in the film, along with Chaz Palminteri. And um, gosh, who, who was the name of the kid who was in it?
1: Uh, I, mean, I seen a picture of them recently, as a matter of fact. uh,
0: Yeah, it was... um, Let me
1: see. Cast. I know the girl was Terrell Hicks.
0: Yep, that was Terrell Hicks.
1: Who ended up playing in Belly.
0: Yep. It was Lilo Brancato. Uh, he, he played the, he played the kid Collagero. Cal- yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a great film, uh, back in the day. Um, it was also another, uh, childhood favorite. Uh, a Bronx Tale uh, still holds up. It's about a young kid who's, uh, you know, trying to, trying to make it in, in New York in his Italian American neighbor, neighborhood of New York. And, uh, you know, Chaz Palminteri plays a local mob boss who kind of takes him under his wing, tries to be a father figure to him. Robert De Niro's character, he's like this humble bum, this this humble, uh, I think it was like a bus driver, I believe, and he's trying to steer his own son from the from falling into the wrong path. Um, but yeah, it it also it, it also uh, was adapted into a stage play as yeah. well. Uh, hmm. all, I think it was also directed by Chaz Palminteri too. Uh, but yeah, Bronx Tale still still a favorite, still a favorite of mine, still mm-hmm. holds up. Um, also, uh, in the in the following week, in uh, in uh, in theaters on October three, October third, nineteen ninety three, was another. Uh, it was another film that I I liked as a kid, and it's patently ridiculous. Cool Runnings, <laughs> a Jamaican bobsled, bobsled team.
1: <laughs> you do not, don't you dare soil the good name of John Candy.
0: Yeah, the late great John Candy, and uh, he was in it. Uh, managing a, a, a Jamaican bobsled team. And Malik Yoba was Imagine in it. That.
1: Malik
0: Yoba, Yoba, Dougie Doug. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Leon. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, cool Runnings. Yep, yep, Dougie Doug, Malik Yoba, John Candy, Leon. Uh, yeah, Leon Robinson. Um, let me see. It is I'm, – I'm, I'm reading the Wikipedia synopsis. It is uh, cool runnings. It is uh, loosely based on the true story of the Jamaican national bobsled team's debut in competition during during the 1988 Winter Olympics in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, home of the Heart Foundation. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, the film gener- received uh, generally positive reviews. Uh, the film's soundtrack also became popular with Jimmy Cliff performing a cover of Johnny Nash's I Can See Clearly Now. Which, re- which, which, which reached the, the, the top 40 as a single in the U.S., Canada, France, and the U.K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool runnings, man. Gotta love the 90s. Yeah, the the 90s, man. There was no shortage of... I'm
1: a child in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't diss my dad.
0: <laughs> you know, th- there was no shortage of ridiculous-sounding uh, movies, but they were still enjoyable. Um, yeah, man.
1: What happened to Dougie Doug?
0: yeah hmm. he's man um Jeez. but yeah um, actually you know I don't. Know they... he stars
1: in a 2015 movie in act of war and oh. that was it he has a YouTube comedy channel hmm
0: and and by the way, yes, cool runnings is also available on Disney plus is it really? yes, it is <laughs> it is there. So watch it, uh, go back to 1993, and enjoy yourself.
1: He was in 10 episodes of Brown Nation.
0: Never heard of that.
1: <laughs> he was in an episode of Blue Bloods Never with heard Tom Selleck. You never heard of Blue Bloods? No. No. Oh. He was in Eight-Legged
0: Freaks. Heard of that. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, man. Damn, Dougie Doug, like, disappeared.
0: He did. He kind of did. Uh, but Malik Yoba is still around. He uh, he went on to do uh, New York Undercover uh, shortly after Cool Runnings, and he was in Empire, uh, and he also he also was in Tyler Perry's Why Did I Get Married? Both of them, Both of them. yeah. Both of them, Tyler Perry, yeah. Um, He's your boy? He, he, no, no. Tyler Perry is not my boy. You support him? I do not support Tyler Perry. Why? Do, why would you say I support Tyler Perry?
1: Because you always watch his films.
0: I, Listen, like you I haven't. La- supporting, supporting it, that supporting the amazing. The the last movie I saw, I didn't, I didn't watch all his films. Um, uh, <laughs> I've seen a handful, but the last movie I saw was the Netflix one. Yeah, um,
1: the one, the one with the messed up hair.
0: Yeah, a fall from grace, yeah. ashtray bitch. Yeah,
1: I can't even tell you. I haven't. What was the it's, last Tyler Perry movie I watched? <sighs> the Big Happy Family, and that one I actually enjoyed. Okay. That that one was good. The play, his plays were always better though. Hmm. I'm uh, so I'm told. Yeah. His plays, his plays were definitely better. Big Happy Family was good though. I enjoyed that one a lot. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. But moving on.
0: Yep. Moving on. Uh, spend to, two hours hate. <laughs>
1: That's <to laughs> after oh, that just turns into pure hate. I'm like, if you yeah. don't, if you know you're not gonna watch, <laughs> if you know you're not gonna like it, don't watch it.
0: I mean I mean I I, guess I just got to let the people know support support better black filmmakers oh. you know I, I would rather watch Blank Man and Meteor Man than watch another Tyler Perry See now movie. you're just trolling I mean you know as as an as a oh, quick... Here we go Just just as a quick aside you know people might be wondering what my what my animosity is towards Blank Man and Meteor Man Let me explain Even as a kid you know we had we had batman batman returns and superman and and, yeah even superman 2 right we had legit superhero films like superheroes that can be done right and done justice on the big screen as 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 black comic book fans what the fuck did we have we had blank man and meteor man even 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 as a kid i was mad I was upset as a kid because I was like, yo, we don't get serious comic book superheroes like Batman and Superman. We get comedy characters. We get fucking jokes. Like, listen, like, listen, why do why is it? Why is it that that white comic book fans back then can claim Superman and Batman, but we can only claim blank man and we can only claim Meteor Man and we can only claim steel? Why? You know, you know why? Because studios didn't take us seriously as black comic book fans. You know why? Because all that we've been given was this pain that we've been living that caught us in the system. Why they got to do us like that, Carl?
1: Well, what those movies did for me as a comic book fan and somebody who draws just made me want to just exercise my creative muscle. It showed that I can be those guys.
0: You, it did. You can be better. You can be better than, than some nerd cobbling together trash and and, and 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 a onesie and a blanket. It was more realistic than was Tony Stark.
1: It was um Like Afton said, it was a more realistic Tony Stark. Let me ask you something. You growing up in the hood, mm-hmm. did you have access to nanotech? We all wanted to be superheroes, correct? Yeah. Did you have access to nanotech?
0: No, nobody did.
1: But damn it. If I can make a freaking, if I can make a battering gun out of a freaking hair dryer and some freaking gears and stuff that I can go dump, that I can find dumps to dive in, then damn it, I will do it and I will make the best of it. As a matter of fact, when I was a kid,
2: mm-hmm.
1: me and my friends, this is back when like Power Rangers were the shit. All right. We wanted to be superheroes. We wanted to be just like the Power Rangers.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Obviously, our parents was gonna wasn't gonna go out go out to the toy stores and buy us the weapons and stuff. No. You know what we had? What a stick,
0: yep. a cool looking stick. Mm-hmm.
1: And damn it, we we called ourselves the Mighty Destroyers. We was fighting crime. We was fighting crime. That movie just shows us that we can do it with the resources that we had.
0: Mm-hmm. But it
1: gave us it showed us that we can be creative
0: okay and, and and you know what that 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 does seem that does sound like about val- i do see what you're saying i do see the validity in what you're saying carl you're just, your mind is just made up though no but but my thing is is that is that characters like like films like blank man and meteor man even as a what now like it 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 just gives the impression that as black comic book fans, like our imagination is so limited that we have to be restricted to poverty stricken superheroes. Why can't we be, you know, you know, you know, Kyle L? Why can't we be Bruce Wayne?
1: We're, we had Black Panther. We just we, didn't we, get his movie yet. And there were in talks of getting that movie in the nineties. Yeah,
0: they were, and thank goodness we didn't get in the '90s when you think about it. Because I mean, God, can you imagine '90s effects with Black Panther? Oh, that's depressing. But
1: yeah, it wouldn't have, been, it wouldn't have worked. I'm yeah. glad we got it when we got it.
0: Yeah, but I'm just I'm just saying that like, as, as Black comic book fans, we could have done so much better. I mean, not maybe not on film, but we had comics, we had books. There were some TV shows like Mantis. Mm-hmm. Mantis was decent. Um, uh, I can't think of anything else besides Mantis. But but we we had options, Carl. Blank man and Meteor Man were not the end all be all. We had options. Not on the big screen, mind you, no. but we had options. And it made me so mad that that, that 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 other black fans could not embrace those options. Oh shit, well, I gotta read a book and shit, man. No, Reading because is hard. We were
1: able to relate. Yeah, but these were characters that we were able to relate to. And they were and yes, John and Pac, they were fun. They were just it was just meant to be fun. But it still gave us hope, and it laid the foundation, and I don't need to say it again. What? No, 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 <laughs> don't say it. Don't say it. No, no, I don't say it. That Black Man and have Man crawled so Spawn can walk, so Blade can run, and for Black Panther to fly
0: respect where you came from brother l- listen listen l- you, you, you know what like like i said like i said um i i will i will like i said if if A, Ar- I know aaron's in the chat if he can if you can send me black man and meteor man on dvd to my address i will review both films i will, re- I will revisit john them Haponic's i'll revisit them th- th- thank you thank you I- i'm glad you love the shirt john uh so so john haponic responds um, so Blank Man needed more drama like a terminal disease. <laughs> <sighs> again, again Providence with this.
1: to Houston high five to you.
0: <laughs> again with this no uh, I'm just I'm just saying that we, we we could have done better. You know, I we could have as black fans we could have demanded demanded more. Even as kids, I demanded more. I was the odd, I was an odd kid out, but still I I wanted more. But um and looking at also looking at another comment. Afton said that I'm just upset that I tried to be blank band with my soccer cleats and my ashy knees. First of all, I never <laughs> I never had ashy knees and I never had soccer cleats. So there you go. I did have soccer shorts though. Um, <laughs> did you really? I think so. I did. Yeah. I would love to see a little kid
1: picture. <laughs> I'm talking about like eight year old Vic.
0: Yeah, there, there there there's pictures. Um, also uh, Aaron says that uh in response uh no one said they were at the end all be all referring to Blankman man and Meteor man but they were relatable and it was grounded. Uh Batman wasn't attainable but Blankman was closer to us. True. And we got better with Blade. Okay, you know. You know, well will we'll, I see the I see the validity in your points and like i said i will revisit both films once i have them shipped to my address because i'm not spending my hard-earned money on those films you spend your hard-earned money on worse no i have not anyway uh let's move on let's move on to some films that actually matter
1: oh, i can i can name some of your bill. i can name some of your purchasing blunders.
0: i don't have any hashtag no edges please <laughs> um am i right yeah moving on all right <laughs> Uh, moving on in this Codex retrospective. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Oh gosh! 27 years ago, on September 30th, 1994, saw the release of one of one of uh, Tim Burton's best films and one of my favorite Tim Burton films, Ed Wood, starring Johnny Depp and, and uh, Sarah and Sarah Jessica Parker and Martin. Watched
1: Lando. it. Watched it in class. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, I was you know, I really wasn't into it cuz you know how you know how it was in school. Mm. Teacher broke out, broke out the TV. Yep. We had some drawing paper right there. We called it dra- copy paper. Yep. Which we called drawing paper, mm-hmm. and that's where my attention went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's how I remember that movie.
0: But but there yeah, was this the wrestler in that movie wasn't it. Yeah, uh, George the Animal Steel was in it.
1: In this one, because I know this was, I wasn't there an original Ed Wood movie.
0: Uh, well, it's actually based on the 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 real life, uh, uh, de- film director Ed Wood. Uh, so so in the film, like Johnny Depp, he plays Ed Wood, who was, uh, back then he was widely known as as arguably the worst filmmaker in in Hollywood history because his movies were so janky, even even by the standards of the 40s and 50s. Like he was like sh- extremely low budget um he had his film had barely any technique to them he, he made such he, he made such notorious films as like plan nine from outer space and glenn and glenda and um george the animal still he played he played a, a legendary wrestler back then i forget i forget his name
1: oh, i'm actually looking up the cast right now
0: yeah tor johnson yeah tor johnson yeah and um martin he was based on a real wrestler. Yep. oh yeah yep And Martin Landau, he actually won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor by playing Bella Bella Lugosi, who played the legendary Dracula in the 1931 classic. Uh, But in this, but this film also shows the relationship between uh, Ed Wood and, and Bella Lugosi, where Lugosi was like way past his prime and his his glory days were way behind him, and he and Ed Wood, you know, was always a fan of a fan of Lugosi's and and had him star in his whack-ass movies um even though his movies are cult classics to this day because of like how janky they are um th- what i like about this film is that johnny depp plays ed wood with such a an earnestness and such a such a you know open-heartedness and that like yeah like he yeah he's he's a whack filmmaker like his films have <laughs> barely any artistic merit sure but the fact that he had so so much passion and he actually went for the he went for the gusto uh in, in terms of realizing his filmmaking dreams like and on some way on some level you do have to admire ed wood and for what he tried to do and and i can it's, it's easy to see why he has fans you know in, in a sense you could say that ed wood is like the buffalo bills of bad filmmakers back in the back in his day where where all or all his films were trash like he had he had absolutely no business being doing what he did in his profession, but for some reason he had, it, it, it's, it, it's in that wackness. It's in that mediocrity that he amassed a, a legion of fans that still, you know, give him his flowers to this day. You Those know? are winning um, for now. But, uh, but, but yeah, you can say that, you know, to use a football foosball analog, like you can say that yes. Ed Wood is like the, the Buffalo Bills or the Cowboys of his time.
1: Cowboys are winning
0: for now. And they will lose, but yeah. So there you go. Ed Wood. It's uh, one of Tim Burton's best films. Speaking of, I well, speaking
1: it. of my Dallas Cowboys, them boys. Kyle Chapman put some dew on a skip.
0: Oh, okay. Is this like a bet going on?
1: Oh yeah, he lost. Cowboys played the Panthers this past
0: Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah, two 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 scrubs going at it. That's cool.
1: Yep. Wait. First off, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, all I just saying, Mountain Dew Baja Blast.
0: Mountain Dew Baja Blast. That
1: was a stipulation to bet. So, gentlemen's. Gentlemen's bet. Okay. All right. Gentlemen's bet, we just bet Mountain Dew. All right. Yeah. If he would have if he would have won, he would have got a code red. Mm. I chose Baja Blast.
0: And y'all y'all like Mountain Dew? Yeah.
1: He, yeah. he chose Mountain Dew. Yeah.
0: Like, go. All right. Better than White Claw, that's for sure. Damn straight. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> God. that Yo, you know, like, last year, what was it, two years ago? hmm Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. It
1: came up in my memories earlier this week, and I watched it again. It still brings, like, jo- like, still entertaining, but, God damn, that shit was awful.
0: hmm Yes, yes it, was. it was. It was quite hilarious.
1: Haven't drunk it since.
0: hmm yeah, as well you shouldn't. Yeah. Um, Aaron, Ferguson, Aaron Ferguson says uh, the three one, three to one Buffalo Bills. Right. The top of the division, Buffalo Bills. Yeah. For now.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, trust me. Their division. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're gonna take. They're gonna take that division.
0: I mean, sure, man. I mean, I mean, even even with Do you my- know who is in that division. Bunch of foosball players. I don't know the names. I mean,
1: the Mi- the Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. not good at all. all right. The Jets just got their first win yesterday.
0: Wow, Jets winning!
1: And the Patriots,
0: no. Oh, oh post Tom Brady Patriots. Yeah, right? so yeah. it's over. Ah, uh, well, I mean, you know even with my limited uh, football knowledge i know that the bills are perpetual bridesmaids they've made it they can make it to the championship game but they don't know how to cinch the ring um and i think it's going to be the same thing again so uh yeah enjoy your uh enjoy your win streak while you can and uh don't be surprised when uh you take you take another take enough l's that you don't make it
1: yeah i'm just saying yeah, hey, your Cleveland Browns are doing very well. Your Cleveland Browns are doing very well. Rich.
0: I'm not a Browns fan. Why do you say I'm a Browns fan?
1: I gotta associate you with some type of team, so I'm just gonna give you the Browns.
0: I don't know what the Browns or yellows or purple top. I don't know what colors they are. Anyway, you know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, getting back to the retrospective, um, let me see. Oh, hold on, hold on. Before I get back to the retrospective, <laughs> I just I just saw I just saw Kyle's comment here. He's he's asking. Is Vic apologizing to the minority community for disrespecting Blank Man? No, no, I'm not. I, I, I make no apologies for what I'm for what I've said about both films, Blank Man and Meteor Man. Let's move on. But again, I will say I will I will review those films. I will I will I will revisit them if somebody can provide me DVD copies of both. Now, getting back to the retrospective, uh, 27 years ago on October fourth, 1994 commons second album resurrection dropped in stores um it's gonna lead this year yep indeed <laughs> um it also featured uh, one of the best one of the classic uh hip-hop uh tracks to ever to ever be released i used to, to love, love her. her yeah where commons rapping about uh the love of his life and it turns out to be hip-hop yeah, but in but spoken of in the form of a woman it was a really really great uh metaphorical uh track yeah
1: Met this girl when I was three years old. And what I love most, she yeah, has so, so much, much soul.
0: soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Common sense, man. Yeah. That's, 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 it's still a classic. You know, it's still, still one of the great, uh, uh, imaginative hip hop tracks, uh, to ever, ever been released. Um, also on, uh, the following year, September 29th, 1995. 26 years ago saw the release of a denzel washington uh film and this is a film that i can now this is a black film that you can that i can champion this is real black cinema people devil in a blue dress starring denzel washington don cheadle um jennifer beals and directed by carl franklin um this is also featured one of um uh, don cheadle's early appearances too on film
1: I had it mixed up with another movie
0: oh which one was that
1: mo better blues
0: <laughs> yeah I mean it's, it's, it's got like a jazzy score to it too
1: well yeah um, I was it was that and then I was thinking about um the men on film uh, oh. joke <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Spike Lee's playing that, I was like, Spike Lee's sister oh well
0: <laughs> I was like clutch the pearls <laughs> what well, clutch the pearls what Life a sneaky is thing be- to do <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, uh, "Devil in the Blue Dress" uh, based on a Walter Mosley novel. Um, if you're a fan of noir, detective noir stories, um, it takes place in the '40s, California, Los Angeles. Um, great film. Uh, one of Denzel Washington's best. Uh, one of my favorites. Um, unlike uh, "Put Down Blank Man" and "Meteor Man," this is a film you should definitely uh, get a, go out of your way to see for like quality, real black cinema. Oh Jesus! Yep, I'm just saying that. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, also in the same year, also, yeah, in the same year, 95, 26 years ago, October 4th, also saw the release of Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island for the Super Nintendo.
1: Never had it. Never had it? No. No, I didn't have a Super Nintendo. Uh, I went from
0: Nintendo to Sega. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. That's actually a, it's actually a classic. It's one of, um, one of the, uh, definitive games in the Super Nintendo. You play it as Yoshi. You get to carry around baby Mario. And like you, and you like shot eggs. You got to like swallow enemies and make, turn them into eggs. And then like, if 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 Baby Mario got knocked off of Yoshi, then he would start crying and start floating away, and you had to catch him before the time limit ran out. Um, graphically, like the game had a really really cool like like coloring book art style to it, which right. which still holds up pretty well. Um, it's definitely an, another Super Nintendo classic if you haven't played it. I mean, and, and it is on the Nintendo, Nintendo Switch as well. So Mario World Two: Yoshi's Island great game um yeah it, it's, it's, it was definitely one of my favorites i played heavily as a kid um also uh going back on the movie front um also released on october fourth ninety five was another black black uh, film classic dead presidents directed by the Hughes brothers
1: i remember dead presidents
0: yeah i mean like even though like the like the the face paint that the pr- pride and powerful in aew um, uh pays homage, homage to yeah, yeah. yep um uh, great film Don't be a menace, did too yep <laughs> the <laughs> with the grandmother yep um excellent soundtrack as well too yes the yes. big payback James Brown oof love it smiling face yep smiling faces sometimes oh. oh man great greatness greatness. Um also on uh 25 years ago on September 29th 1996 uh saw the release of a, a, one of the greatest video games ever released Super Mario 64
1: I'm not going to knock it I'm
0: not I won't I won't dispute that Yeah um like it definitely uh, revolutionized the platforming genre mm-hmm. like especially like and, and it still holds up to this day um I even have it in uh Mario 3D All-Stars for the Switch Right um, yeah, it was a revolutionary game for its time with like the, with the Nintendo 64's analog controls, the camera controls. Um, yeah, it's 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 a game that definitely expanded uh, and and evolved the platforming genre. Um, you, and, and you saw like other others like Crash Bandicoot, which came out in the same year, and other other knockoffs like Gex and Bubsy. Remember those? Um, but Mario sixty four is the pinnacle of, of platformers. Um also uh... <laughs> Okay, so what's you, once... you have
1: the best you have the best reaction <laughs> to these comments. <laughs> I swear you did.
0: I'm seeing I'm seeing uh, uh, Mr. A- Mr. Ferguson's comment here, um, where he mentions uh, the, the directors of Dead Presidents. He says Hughes brothers are big fans of Meteor Man and Blank Man. Um uh, we cannot confirm or deny that. Um, But we can say that the Hughes Brothers filmography is uh, better than those two films. But speaking of good films, um, 25 years ago, on October 4th, 1996, also saw the release of the Wachowski's debut feature, Bound. Have I seen it? great film it's a great crime drama it stars uh jennifer tilly gina gershon and joe pantoliano joey pants um it's about uh two uh two women um that concoct a scheme to steal two million dollars of mob money and pin the blame on um uh on a uh, low-level criminal who's a boyfriend of one of the main characters in the film uh this film directed by the wachowskis um this film it's uh, definitely one of the um one of the prime examples of queer, queer cinema because the film centers on a, a relationship between, uh, uh G- Jennifer Tilly and G- Gina Gershon's characters. Um, and man, like Gina Gershon back then, she was
1: fine. I had a thing for Jennifer Tilly too. Still, she still looks great nowadays.
0: Oh yeah. They still look fine. Yeah. They're still great. Um, great film. If you haven't seen it, um, if you're a fan of the Wachowskis, um, this is definitely a place to start. Um, of course, you know, they directed the matrix. Um, but this this is a great great crime film, great character piece. Um, yeah, it's 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 awesome. So yeah, check it out. Bound if you haven't seen it, it might be it might be streaming somewhere. If you can't get your hands on the Blu Ray, um, um, stop stop hating Carl. Uh, stop hating uh, Kyle. Say, R- 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 Bound is not Dallas Cowboys. Ask how dare you, sir. Well, first off, he's just bitter. He's a bit of skip. Put them do on it. Um Yeah, for somebody who is a, for
1: somebody who does not watch sports, you know that line.
0: Oh well mainly because Put of you. Do on a skip. <laughs> skip. Oh man. Uh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, going back uh nineteen ninety eight, October. Actually, no. No, September 28th, 1998, 23 years ago, also saw the release of two uh, landmark classic video games for the Game Boy, and which became a cultural phenomenon, Pokemon Red and Blue.
1: Man, listen. You had them connect the cables. It was a rap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, man. Do you, remember, do you remember the the Pokemon theme song?
1: I want to be the very best. <laughs>
0: Never was a Pokemon fan, hmm.
1: like, originally, never really was.
0: Yeah, me neither. Like, I remember, like, Aris was huge into Pokemon, like, when we were in high school. And, God, like, every other kid just would not shut up about that show or the games. Who's that Pokemon? And, oh, man, it, it, it was – and Pikachu definitely took the world and nation by storm. Um, but but the games were fun, though. I did, I did have a chance to play Pokemon Red. It, it was fun, um, and I do see the appeal in the games. And of course, Pokemon Go was that was Fortnite before Fortnite. It, great, great. Yeah, that's a great statement. That's a great comparison. It really was Fortnite before Fortnite. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Red and Blue are, are still certified classics. They still hold up to this day. Like I'm pretty sure you can go to any any retro uh, retro gaming you store. Know
1: what? I'm it, gonna do this. I'm gonna ser- I'm gonna search for those games on eBay.
0: Yeah, search for them on eBay. Like, you can go to any like retro gaming store. You can probably find them for like a fair price, um, especially if you still have the original Game Boy as well. So yeah, Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh, they were released on the Game Boy in North America on that day, September twenty eighth, nineteen ninety eight. Also, also in the same, also the also the very next day on September twenty ninth, twenty three years ago, we saw four notable hip hop albums released at the same time. Uh, the first was most Def and Talib Kwali, our black star,
1: brown skin lady.
0: Yep, brown skin lady, redefinition, b boys will be b boys. Yep, KOS, knowledge of self determination. Oh, uh, gosh, this is uh, this is this is this is, this is like a no skip album right here. So, yeah, most Def, Talib, Kweli, our black star. That was one album that was released on September 29th, 98. Also, we had my favorite outkast album aquemini um man you talk about you talk about the 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 uh versatility of hip hop music and just how it just blends with funk and just like southern rhythms man rosa parks return of the g uh skew it on the barbie featuring raekwon a synthesizer with george clinton Slump, uh, Mamacita, Spadia, spotty Dopealicious, another no skip album right here, man. If you're if you're not a fan of this album, then I don't know what to tell you, man. You're missing out on a huge hip hop gem. Um, also, you had uh, a Tribe Called Quests uh, at the time their final album, uh, The Love Movement, right, which had the single Find a Way, um, which was okay. That one was alright. It was decent, uh, but they did make up for it with their final album final final album in 2016 we got it from here thank you for your service which is excellent and then also we had uh we had a little known little known rapper named jay-z he dropped an album called volume two hard knock life on that day too along with these th- three other albums i wonder what came, i wonder what became of jay-z i don't i don't think anybody's Actually, heard heard him he's, do, he's doing okay yeah heard he has a couple of dollars to his name hey, yeah yeah yeah, doing right. yeah, he, he's he, he's yeah, he's eye, right. he he's not he's not struggling to pay bills, uh, but yeah, Volume Two Hard Knock Life, like when we had Bad Light on here, shout outs to him, uh, shout outs to you, my friend. Um, like I said, like heart, like Volume Two, it, it's an enjoyable album. I'm not I'm not hating on it, but lyrically, Jay Z was at his laziest on that album, except for Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs was fun, was but
1: that's fun. just because like he it was like yo, that's when you you just turn the lights off. But like turn the lights down. You just get all these dudes in the mic and just let them go in.
0: That's true. He
1: had to step it up on that one.
0: He did. Like he had the locks. Beanie Siegel. Sauce money. Yep. Sauce money. Damn. Sauce money. That takes me back. Damn. Uh. Yeah. But you know, hard knock life. You had uh. Jigga what? Jigga who? Money cash hose. Uh. Money ain't a thing. It's all right. Um. Yeah. I mean, the the album is definitely a far cry from reasonable doubt, but. It's still enjoyable, um, but I would put it like bottom tier Jay Z in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with that.
0: Yeah, but uh, but yeah, those were four four bangers uh, that were released on that day. Um, also, uh, fast forwarding 21 years ago on September 29th, 2000, saw the release of one of my favorite Denzel Washington films. Even though I'm not a sports fan, remember, remember the, the Titans. Titans.
1: Yeah, Ryan Hurst is gonna be at Comic Con. Oh. Uh-huh. Ryan Hurst.
0: Oh, okay. Nice. Like he was yeah, he was starting that movie, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, re- remember the Titans? Um, it was released in theaters. Um I, I, I really did enjoy that film. I remember Wood Harris was in it too. Um Ethan Serpley. Ethan yep, he was in that Have you seen him now? He that dude was swole. swole. Yeah. Cut, dude. Yo, shout outs to him. Whatever his regimen is, keep he doing it.
1: Wouldn't have recognized you wouldn't
0: recognize him nah that's true like I saw him like yo whatever he's doing keep doing it yeah it's like night and day yeah 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 Um. also on that same day on September 29th 2000 was uh, uh, Girl Fight which was released in theaters that was the debut fil- film of Michelle Rodriguez was it really yep
1: M-Rod yeah Was a huge Punisher fan oh she is oh yeah she was in the you know what i haven't even checked for this podcast and i love this so much marvel method
0: oh yeah i wonder if they have any new episodes i hope so Hmm. but yeah girl fight was also released in theaters that was the debut role of michelle rodriguez uh playing a, a a boxer uh trying to trying to come up in the in the sport um yeah also uh also since today is october 5th um Twenty years ago, today marks the 20-year anniversary of the Academy Award-winning film *Training Day*, starring Denzel Washington, winning his Oscar for Best uh, Actor, and stars Ethan Hawke. Um, *Training Day*, damn! Like you talk about one of Denzel Washington's best performances. This is it, where he plays a, a, a dangerous, crooked cop. Uh, this this film immediately made a immediately uh, dug a, a, a hole in the popular culture consciousness, especially, especially with his, uh, in, with his famous, uh, King Kong, uh, speech.
1: That, oh yeah. That, that line's like, Oh yeah. Constantly, constantly like parodied on TikTok.
0: Oh yeah. He's like, he's like, Oh, how- I'm putting all you motherfuckers. I'm putting cases on all All you you bitches. bitches. Shoot, program nigga. Twenty-three hour lockdown. You will never see the letter that Jake. I want my money, Jake. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. I'm gonna burn this motherfucker down. King Kong ain't got shit on me. (laughs) Oh man, yo, Denzel Washington, man. Like he, he, what I love about Denzel Washington too is that he, even though like he's one of the most recognizable actors in the world. He can still disappear into a role where you forget that you're watching Denzel Washington. You just see the character he's playing. Um, it's especially true in like other movies like Fences, um, Flight, and of course Malcolm X, which is like if you if you if you want to if you want to be an actor, you study that. That's one of the great performances. Did he
2: ever right there. win an Oscar for it?
0: He was nominated, but he didn't win. Like at the time, Al Pacino won uh, his one and only Oscar for A Sense of a Woman, and at the time, people thought that Al Pacino was due. Like whoa That's where that came from, um, but but Training Day was kind of like making up for the fact that he didn't win for Malcolm X. But yeah, you know, Training Day still a great film, and Ethan Hawke is a great actor too. Um, also, fast forwarding sixteen years ago on October fourth, two thousand five, saw the release of one of the best Castlevania games ever to be released, Castlevania: Dawn of Sorrow, which was released for the Nintendo DS. Um, this was a game that I heavily played. Um, it definitely had like a anime, anime um, kind of bent with its characters. You played as the main character Soma and his and his supporting crew. Um, definitely, definitely um, brought the uh, Metroidvania, uh, Castlevania slash Metroidvania uh, formula uh, to a to a new console for new generations. Um, still, still one of the widely known as one of the best uh, Castlevania games released. Especially if you're a fan of Sim- Symphony of the Night. Um. yep so that was that also uh, 15 years ago on October 6 2006 saw the release of Martin Scorsese's uh, modern classic The Departed or The Departed if you're a Bostonite um, this film Martin Scorsese finally won his long overdue Oscar for Best Director um, DiCap- Leonardo DiCaprio Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson, Mark Wahlberg this is a great film have you seen it?
1: no nah. No, I never, never had, to, never had the chance to sit down and watch it. Oh, you! Like should. every time I, every time I like saw it, it, was like always like on TV and stuff, and it would be like in the middle of it. Yeah. So it's like no, that's one of those movies you would have to.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah have sit. to sit
1: down, sit down and watch from the beginning.
0: Oh yeah, like it's got, it's got an excellent cast. It's got great writing. Um, William Monahan, he won the Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay because this is a an, an American remake of Infernal Affairs, which is a Japanese film. Um, yeah, great, great film, great cast. Uh, you know, Jack, this is one of a uh, Jack Nicholson's, uh, great latter day performances. Um, after, after which he, his career kind of slowed down. I think he's, I think he officially retired back, uh, like 10 years ago. Um, but yeah, if you're a fan of Scorsese, you gotta, you gotta add the departed to your list. It's, it's such a great film. I love it. And Mark Wahlberg, he plays such a douchebag cop so well. Um, I guess he was drawing from real life experience, you know? but but yeah yeah great film um also uh 11 years ago on october 1st 2010 saw the release of another great film directed by david fincher the social network um how ironic that we're on facebook live talking about this film um stars uh jesse eisenberg and um andrew garfield as well as uh justin timberlake um and who else army hammer max mingela and, uh and uh Ro- Rooney Mara in one of her earlier roles uh this film is a is the fictionalized retelling of the founding of Facebook and Jesse Eisenberg he plays a, a a very particular peculiar version of Mark Zuckerberg who's someone who's very socially awkward but very arrogant and just firmly convinced of his own genius and Andrew Garfield plays his counterpart um Ed, Ed Severin I believe and who's who's the co-founder and who has more of a conscious mm-hmm. conscience, but but Eisenberg, like he's just so obsessive with uh, cr- with creating this social network, which became Facebook, which is uh which has since um been known to like topple governments and just completely upend um society in in more ways than one, more ways than we realize. Um, and I say this with the full awareness that we are on Facebook Live talking about this. So, mm, well, but yeah,
1: was uh, a lot of problems yesterday.
0: It sure did, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, but yeah, this is, this is a, this is an excellent film. The, the cinematography is absolutely gorgeous. I love the visual style of this film, um, by Jeff Cron- Cronenweth, um, David Fincher. I, I really like his, his, his visual sense. Like he has this like very cool, um, very, like, very cool, very, like almost workman like, uh, st- uh, yet distinct style. Of, of of his films uh social network is very well written um it actually won the academy award for best adapted screenplay by aaron sorkin great writer in his own right who who also wrote um the new, created the newsroom a few good men and of course the west wing um and and also yeah if 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 you're and also uh how can i forget the the score the soundtrack by trent reznor and atticus ross is Fantastic! It's actually a score that I still listen to from t- from time to time, um, and it actually also won the Oscar for Best Original Score as well. So, yeah, Social Network. I would say it is a modern classic. Um, I say that this film is holds even more significance now than it did even when it came out eleven years ago, because um, because because you saw the evolution of social networks and Facebook since then. All right. Great film. Um, also, uh ten years ago on October fourth, twenty eleven saw the release of one of the greatest video games of all time, uh, Dark Souls. Yep, came out, which originally came out for the PS3 and Xbox 360. Um, yeah, I, I, I had the good fortune of, of playing and finishing um, Dark Souls Remastered, right. which was fantastic. For me, thats I, I gotta say, like, that's my favorite Soul, Dark Souls game because I played that and, uh, and I, I finished Dark Souls Remastered and I finished part three. Part two, I really couldn't get into that much. But between part one and part three, I like part one more. Uh, part one, like it's one of those like perfect games. like it's tough, but it's fair. And I can definitely see why it's widely regarded as one of the greatest games ever because it, it, it is a modern classic in that it, it spawned that whole souls born genre of like yeah. games like, which is all about like dark fantasy, or, like having tough gameplay where you slowly up- level up your character, but you learn by dying constantly and you learn how to get get better and get good if you will um but yeah dark souls uh modern classic if you haven't played it do play the remastered version which is available on ps4 also ps5 and 360 and xbox uh series x and xbox one um going back looking at the comments here john haponic in reference to the social network score he says that that score was overrated Hard disagree, sir. And John, d- didn't you didn't you sing the praises of that score? Didn't you say that you listened to the Social Network score quite a bit in your time? Come on, uh, unless unless your opinion changed over the course of ten years, but still, firm firm disagree. The score is fantastic for the Social Network. Um, and and you know, like if if more MCU films actually put effort in their oh, musical don't scores, don't even stop. If 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 don't more if more know. MCU films put. Actual effort behind their musical scores, like The Social Network did, then you know what? M- Marvel might may have won more Oscars just on music alone, but unfortunately, Black Panther was an outlier. But we'll leave it at that. Now you- <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, Aaron. David Fincher did not say Meteor Man is a national treasure. Never know. You you you're you're, com- you're making all these baseless uh 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 ac- accusations. Never know. Um, Ashley O'Neill says what? Uh, it must be Afton's
1: brother. Uh, Afton's brother, brother yeah. yeah.
0: Welcome, sir. Shout out to him. <laughs> um, also, uh, th- uh, 2013, October 4th, eight years ago, saw the release of a great science fiction film, Gravity, starring Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. Have you seen it? No.
1: No. No, no I never had a chance to.
0: It's a great film. Like visually, visually That's it's stunning. A yeah, it's a, it's a great case. Um, best it's, Buy? It, it, was a, it was a Best Buy, yeah.
1: It's not steel, but it, well, it kind of is. Yeah. It's a little magnetic case. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's one of those magnetic cases that Warner Brothers yeah, uh, okay. yeah. had for their films. Uh, Gravity, um, great film. Uh, it's uh, It actually won a few Oscars. It won uh, uh, Best Director from Alfonso Cuarón um best visual effects and best cinematography um yeah it's just visually just so impeccably put together it's intense um I, I i did have a chance to see it in theaters but i didn't have a chance i did not have a chance to see it in an imax which i heard was a pure spectacle um do definitely if you have a chance do see this on the biggest screen possible because it is an experience um
1: yeah yeah it would have been like a nice little imax Oh, experience
0: yeah. oh definitely yeah um also on 2014 on october 3rd seven years ago well we saw the release of another david fincher film gone girl which ben yep with ben affleck rosamund pike and this film has them even though the film is like has this like shocking twists and turns and it's based on the the popular novel by jillian uh, flynn mm-hmm. the most shocking thing about gone girl the movie is that it features a good acting performance by Tyler Perry. Like, it was unbelievable. Like, like, Tyler Perry, he plays, like, this 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 sleazebag lawyer that defends Ben Affleck's character. And I'm watching it. I'm like, yo, man, this is a real surprise. Tyler Perry is actually making an effort. And you know what? And it goes to show you that under underneath another creative force, underneath another filmmaker, Tyler Perry can do something good. But on his own... Yeah, you you are you, gonna get you're gonna get some shit, but yo, Gone Girl, excellent thriller. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 a film that again, like the less you know going in, the better, and and it definitely it's, it's definitely a, a commentary on you know media sensationalism, especially when it comes to like you know missing white woman syndrome and um, just how public perception can and, and the court of a court of public opinion can just straight up destroy a person's life yeah in, in in spite of the facts um but yeah man such a great film um great excellent cast neil patrick harris is also in it too um also another good score by uh, trent reznor and atticus ross although i did prefer the social networks more um yeah man if you haven't seen it please go see it if you, especially if you're a fan of thrillers uh also um uh we have, we have four more here um six years ago on october 2nd 2015 saw the release of a great science fiction film the martian
1: that's a really good movie yeah that was a really good movie
0: yep uh this one's directed by ridley scott starring matt damon jessica chastain uh Kristen Wiig, donald glover um yeah, based based on the popular novel by Andy Weir, uh, yeah, man, just beautiful, beautifully shot, intense. Um, it's 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 a harrowing survival tale. Uh, yeah, man, this is one of Ridley Scott's best films. I I, I absolutely love it, and and, I, and I'm actually and I and I read a little bit of the novel, but yeah, this is but watching this film is definitely as close as is you can get, just as good of an experience or. Complete of an experience watching the film as you as you would watch, read, reading the novel. Is this a movie that Sean Bean actually didn't die? He was in this movie, right? Yeah, yeah, he did not die. That's well, what... shit. <laughs> well, we found it. We found the we found the one movie that Sean Bean did not die in, and that was The Martian. <laughs> wow, I knew I knew there was one. <laughs> but yeah, um, great film. Um, if you haven't seen it, please see it. Yeah, um, a
1: really good. One. I enjoyed that one. Oh. Watch it at work. Clients had no idea what was going on. We didn't give a damn. We yeah. was into that. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, four years ago, on September 29th, 2017, saw the release of Cuphead for the Xbox One and Windows. It's on,
1: it's on PlayStation now.
0: Yep. Yep. It's also on the PS4 now. Um, I heard it's a really tough game. Um, I know that Um, Ed Figueroa... Of oh, he years...
1: sung the praises. Of us. He's always been a fan of... like. Um platforms
0: yeah like I'll, I'll probably get the game of i know it's on sale for like 15 bucks right now um if it's 10 bucks i'll probably give it a go like i know i know that the game is not- notoriously difficult um because it's like one of those like bullet hell types side scrollers but um but but i i love the the 30s art style though like yeah. that was man that's that's a work of art right there so whether regardless of your feelings of the actual gameplay you got to you got to salute the artistry of the, of Cuphead, at least. Yeah, I
1: believe Brian played it as well. Brian had it. Okay. As well. Nice.
0: Yep. Um, also, uh, the following month, uh, October 6, 2017, was my favorite film of that year. And that was uh, Blade, Blade Runner, Runner. 2049, uh, starring Ryan Gosling, Harrison Ford, Dave Bautista. He's in that. <laughs> he, did, he was in that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blade Runner 2049, um, Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve, um, who is also directing uh, Dune, uh, the remake coming out later this month. Um, Man, you talk about just uh, an incredible looking film. (sighs) Man, like this, like the best, the best looking cyberpunk film I've seen. Since the first Blade Runner, um, this film also won the, uh, an Academy Award for Best Cinematography by Roger Deacons, um, which was long overdue because Roger Deacons filmed so many great films like uh, Shawshank Redemption, mm. a lot of Cohen's Brother stuff. But this was the film wa- that he won his first Oscar. and it's easy to see why because like the colors, the, the shots compositions, the way it pops, man, whew, th- this is, this is a, I dare say this is a sexy looking film. <laughs>
1: choice
0: over <laughs> it, it, it um, it's a it's a sleek sexy looking film like i and if you're a fan of science fiction check out blade runner 2049 i say that this is actually the rare example of a sequel being better than a classic original right. yeah um and last but not least uh three years ago to wrap up this retrospective on october 5th 2018 saw the release of three films uh on the same weekend first was uh bright uh bradley cooper's uh remake of a star is born oh
1: yeah i remember yours i remember that bradley.
0: oh oh the review like yeah stars bradley cooper lady gaga yo i cried in this movie man like i i did like <laughs> I, I i cried like the, the scene where where bradley cooper's character um he's introducing like he he brings lady gaga uh, with him and like you know lady gaga she's like she's a she's like a, she's like she wants to get she wants to become a singer but you know she has and she has talent and there's a scene where bradley cooper's performing on stage and he sees you know lady gaga says standing off to the side watching him and he's like yo i'm playing i'm playing your song the song that you wrote i'm playing it right now come out come out and perform it and she's and she's so nervous and then she's like man this is my shot it's now or never and she goes out and she starts singing her song, which was shallow, yeah. you know. I'm off the deep end, watch as I die. For for, oh, for don't even start. Listen, I'm not lying. For a good month, a good couple of months, every time I heard that song play on the on the radio, my eyes watered. I tear it up. They tear it up now. Listen, because <laughs> because like that moment where where Lady Gaga is 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 finally realizing her dream, and she's singing that song that she wrote in front of this live audience, and 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 people are like, oh, who's this? Who's this singer? And 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 she's realized, and she's, damn, I, this man, is happening, <laughs> yo, this is man, happening. I'm, I'm tearing up now, man. Yo, yo, this <laughs> that was a powerful moment because when you think, it, it was so power, it, it hit me so hard because it's like, how many talented. How many immensely talented people out there don't get to realize their dreams, man, on that level? How many how many beautifully talented individuals, artists, never get their chance, never get their one chance to show what they can do on the biggest stage possible? How many people don't get their shot? And, and, and all their talent just like fades into obscurity. And you see her character ha- get, seizing the brass ring Damn man, this is really happening, and I'm
1: standing. I'm sitting right next to him, and his eyes are like misty. Yeah,
0: I, I can't help it. This this is a this is an excellent film, and this is and, and this is the fourth version of A Star Is Born. Like, um, there was the uh, 19, the late '70s version with Chris Christopherson, and Barbara the, Streisand was it? I think it was Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Um. Then there was like one in the '50s with Judy Garland, and then there was the original in, in 1937. God, man, and and the ending too. The ending, the ending hit. It gutted me. And Dave Chappelle had a cameo, right? Yep, Ch- Chappelle had a cameo in it as well. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, A Star Is Born, twenty eighteen, Bradley Cooper directed and starring. Please see this movie. And Sam Elliott, Sam Elliott should have won an Oscar for for his performances for supporting actor because damn, he was so good in it. But yeah, that was one movie uh, that came out on October fifth, twenty eighteen. Another one was another movie that that I reviewed. On the podcast, the hate you give.
1: We still never got our answer for that mov- from
0: that movie. Oh, uh, mac and cheese, full meal or a side dish? You know, for for the longest time, I said full meal, but I, I'm gonna have to say side dish now. Uh, I can still
1: eat. I can eat it as a full meal.
0: Oh, I could too. But oh, oh, oh my gosh! Speaking of the mac and cheese, right? Um, Hanju Kitchen has a kimchi mac and cheese bowl. <sighs> my god. What does sex taste like?
1: Do we really need to get into that much detail?
0: It, 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 if, if sex tasted like, if, if great sex tasted like anything, it would be that mac and cheese bowl. God. I, 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 look, people, you already know. You already know. I, 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 I nutted, okay? You already know. Oh, God. But, but, but anyway, but anyway, um, yeah, the hate you give. Wow, what a segue! Um, You think? (laughs) uh, Yeah, The Hate You Give uh, came out on on the same weekend as The Star Is Born. Um, Great film. Um, I heard that the book was really good as well. Um, You know, a manless uh, uh, Stenberg. um, Yeah, great performance as well. Great cast: Uh, Russell Hornsby, Regina Regina uh, Hall. Um, Still a powerful film too, as well, and a great conversation starter. And the third. And the third and final film that was released on the same day as both these films was the original Venom.
1: I remember that weekend? That was the weekend I went to New York Comic Con.
0: Oh yeah, that's what right, you did.
1: <laughs> and then I came back like that Sunday mm-hmm. and went to see that.
0: God, I was so tired. Man,
1: it took me a couple of days to recover from that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like a turd in the, the wind. wind. <laughs> I watched that whole entire movie
0: Just for that line
1: Wow <laughs> And I was like <laughs> I could turn. I was like
0: There it is <laughs> Yep He said it He said the line Yeah so Venom Venom came out that weekend um, Had mixed reviews um, But it does have its fans um,
1: Just like this one Just like Let
0: There Be Carnage Yeah like, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely I'll eventually watch Let There Be Carnage Like when it Like it, when it's available for streaming Yeah Yeah,
1: yeah I mean yeah you for you, yeah, save it like that. But if you have like absolutely nothing to do and you're like, oh, Ben, like, you know what? Let me just check it out.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that was this week's, uh, Codex Retrospective. Um, all the, all the notable hip hop, uh, albums, um, video games and films releasing uh yeah next week we'll have another one uh, as well as per usual um let us know what you think about these retrospectives and if there's anything else that i missed please let me know uh, in the comments or a, in an email at codexprimepodcast.gmail.com at all right yeah so uh yeah well anything else uh we should uh mention
1: no definitely check out xvpw my debut match Mm hmm. Trust me, it's a fun, it's a fun, fun watch. <laughs> All right,
0: yeah, and uh, and also, uh, tell the good people where they can find us. Yep,
1: everywhere: Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast, obviously Facebook Live. Thank you for watching. Um, you can Twitter at Codex Prime Cast. Shoot us an email: cortexprimepodcast at gmail dot com. Watch select bonus content on YouTube, which will you be seeing a lot of next week as Vic and I will be at. Rhode Island Comic Con. Yep. You know, scoring some interviews with some notable guests. Uh, shoot us an email. Who would you like to see us interview? Just check out RhodeIslandComicCon.com. See who's going to be there and just say, hey, I'd like to see y'all interview so-and-so. so and so. So we already got a list in mind. So we're looking forward to that. And then also you can check us out on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you iTunes leave your leave us a five-star review and whatever whatever uh podcasting platforms mm-hmm. you prefer
0: absolutely yeah yeah we're everywhere man and uh yeah and uh you know tune in uh next week uh you know 8 p.m eastern tuesday night uh same codex time same codex channel uh next week's episode is going to be fun uh we we did came up uh, you came up with a topic uh for next week you said this is something that we haven't done in a while
1: our third annual unpopular opinions
0: yes uh next week yes unpopular opinions part three um i'm gonna come up with some y'all y'all already know um about uh about the two uh blank man and meteor man um i'm I'm sure i'll come up with some more uh yeah
1: yeah Uh,
0: i think part one was when we first
1: got the victor I
0: think so or or or, 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 I think it was Afton's first appearance on the podcast when we talked about uh, uh, Insecure.
1: That was possibly it. Yeah. It's one of my favorites to go back on and watch. Yeah. of oh, my funniest moments.
0: <laughs> yep. But yeah, Unpopular Opinions Part Three. That's for next week's episode. Um, so prepare to get mad. Get mad at me. It's all right. I, I, listen, Victor Omoyo wants the smoke. I don't want, you know, I don't, you know, I don't just want the smoke. I want the fire. All right, I want the wildfire, blazing hot, painted on a Cadillac. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Listen, get our show pregnant. Anyway, I don't know why I just said that, but anyway, I don't know why <laughs> But anyway, uh, thank y'all for watching and listening. Um, like I said, next week Unpopular Opinions Part Three is next. Um, uh, as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.